You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Freestyle Friday. We are super excited to have you back for yet another episode. Got my homie Jersey Drake in the building. We are going to give you some good conversations when it comes to football, basketball. You know the deal. We've got a lot of good stuff going on. I cannot believe football is getting a little bit closer, and you're also getting closer to having us five days a week back again. I know you have missed some of my crew has taken a little bit of time off, but we'll get the gang all back starting July 19th. We'll be back to five-day-a-week episodes, and I just I feel really good about it. So hope you guys are are real locked in and ready because you know locked on ACC where you can find us on the Odyssey app or anywhere you listen to podcasts it's a good time it is certainly a vibe Drizzy Drake can attest to it Drake how was your week my week has been good my week has been good to keep myself busy you know out here with the new job and everything I'm loving every second of it love the drive and everything and I'm back being back home with my mom right now if you know you can hear her in the background real quick but uh <laughs> it's been all good on, on my uh and my end right here so yeah nothing to complain about Listen, team, move back home if you have to. I, it's it's hard out here for a pimp, okay? So if you ever get to move back home and be with your family a little bit longer, ain't nothing wrong with that. So let's talk NBA Finals, right? We have some really good games. At the time of our recording, we have Game 2 starting tonight. We won't be able to see the results. But we saw Chris Paul, former Wake Forest uh, superstar. We saw Cam Johnson, former UNC standout, step up in a big way in Game 1. It seemed like Chris Paul was certainly on a mission, dropping 32 points. And he just is that guy. He wants that Finals MVP. He wants everything coming their way. Very interesting conversation, though. I would love to get your thoughts about him saying, essentially, Essentially that, you know, guys are whining about the short, shortened season and he's been pretty much saying, listen, you know, tough, tough tits. Like it is what it is now. Like you can't complain, blah, blah. We're here. Chris this Paul said that? Yeah. Okay, I mean, <laughs> listen, so I'm in the camp that if you look at all the teams that came out really early, like eliminated very early, mm-hmm. they were teams that made a deep overrun, like my Miami Heat, like LeBron's yeah. Lakers. Um, I do say that, you know, like the short season, like I'm not going to penalize Chris Paul for beating teams that are put in front of him. But I do think there is a legitimate, you know, injury concern when you had that super quick turnaround. Like I know, like you spoke about it earlier, I think a few weeks ago, how like WNBA players, you know, did the same thing, you know, to go overseas, you know, to because the pay balance is very, you know, it's not balanced. But to me, Chris, you need to relax. I mean, you played, I think, the four past four series and then the star player has been out. Giannis somehow miraculously with a hyper extended knee still played yesterday. He's supposed to play tonight as well. So Chris, you, you've done a really good job. Don't don't turn any more public sentiment against you because I think you're you're a really good story right now, and people are kind of looking past your dirty play. I love you, dude, but take take, take a chill pill, man. I think he definitely needs a chill pill. And, you know, people around here, I was on the radio this past week and everyone was talking about Chris Paul. And here in the North Carolina area, we all remember him hitting Julius Hodge from NC State in the Yonkers. And it clearly was not a good time for Julius. And Wake Forest ended up winning. It was like, I think it was an AC championship game or something like that. Or it was an elimination type 
type situation. And so he is just not, not number one fan around here. So everyone, which is not awful vibes, but I will say that I think Cam Johnson has certainly earned himself a longer career than a lot of people probably were going to give him credit for, because I think nowadays when you talk about Carolina guys in the league, Yes, they get there, but do they stay there? And are they actually superstars, right? They're not that many. Like when we talk about Duke, we can name some superstars who, you know, despite the fact that they only stayed one or two years or, you know, all these situations, you got Jason Tatum, you got Zion Williamson, you got Cam Reddish, you, know, you got some serious, uh, what's R.J. Barrett? R.J. Barrett. Baller. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of crazy. I'm glad Cam is finally getting that helping the Carolina name get in there. Like Danny Green is cool, but you know, he, he kind of got up he old. there. <laughs> he old, man. He old. He's on the way out, right? Marvin Williams lasted so long. He tried to go on the Bucks and win one and then they got eliminated. And he was like, listen, after 20 years, I got to hang it up. And so it's just like, okay, I want to win. I want him to win one. I would love Monty Williams, former, formerly of Notre Dame to get one, but it's just like that Chris Paul thing. It's that hiccup. I can't get over. I'm trying to work on it. I about to say that. like, are you able to live with yourself? That you know, Monta Williams and Cam Johnson, they get a ring, but you yeah. know, CP3 gets one too. Like, I mean, that's that's like, to me. I like Monta Williams a lot. I yeah. like the speech he gave at the end of the bubble last year. I thought was really, really cool. I love D book. I love DeAndre Aiden, the player that he's become with the Chris Paul like, being a mentor to him there. And then with I like Giannis, but there's nobody else really on the Bucks that I particularly care for, like besides mm-hmm. maybe maybe PJ Tucker, because he's got the greatest sneak collection thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Mike Bunholzer, I think, is a very overrated head coach. I don't know. I think literally this season that kind of saved his job. So mm-hmm. I'm in the camp mm-hmm. that I want to see Monte Williams win. I like Chris Paul. I understand why people don't like him at all whatsoever, kind of like how we spoke about it off air, uh, I think, last mm-hmm. week. So me, I'm with the Suns right now. Yeah. See, Drew Holiday played when I was over working for the Pelicans. And so like he's just like he's good people. And I think that way what he's doing for the community is why I definitely want to root for him as well. But I agree. The Bucks, like they need Chris Milton, just they try. He tries so hard to be that superstar, but he, that's a lot on his plate. And with the honest being down, you know, it's definitely gonna be something where that you know, secondary crew or like pretty much Giannis and the pips, someone's got to give. But I say all that to say, I said on yesterday's show, I think that the Bucks are going to win in seven. You, you think the Bucks are going to win seven? Really? You think yeah. Giannis, you think Giannis is going to last that long? Because I do. Don't... You think Chris Paul is going to last that long? Like Chris Paul is known for not being able to withstand seven game seat. Like that's just his thing. Like, I, I don't see it. See, I think that he now that he's at this point, I think he's going to find some way to make it that far. With Giannis, when they played the Heat last year, he did play. I think games two and three injured, and then didn't play games four and five, and like he sat out. And mm-hmm. to me, I kind of see the same thing as Giannis. Giannis gave a lot yesterday. He had, what, 35 minutes, 6 of 11 from the field. He had 20 points in total. To me, you're not going to get a much better Giannis right there. He also had 17 rebounds. If you can't if you can't beat the Suns with that kind of scoreline, and then even, even Chris Middleton, he had 29 points. I don't – to me, I think it's Suns in five. Ooh. My personal opinion, I think it's going to be that quick. Okay. Uh, DeAndre, I think DeAndre Ayton's going to be the MVP. I think we saw it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And like to me, like that, he's the big man. He's like he's finally being aggressive, and D book there, you know, spread it out a little bit. I think this is literally going to be the Sons of Five. This arguably reminds me of kind of like a Notre Dame 
winning basketball. I think they won the ACC championship. What was that? It hasn't been that long ago, right? It's kind of like, like that. Two years ago, probably, right? Yeah, it's like that. It's like tw- maybe 2018, maybe. But it's like that random team that just like pulls it off, wins it out, never to be heard from again, <laughs> never to be great ever again. But it's just like this, this is their one shining moment kind of energy. And that's kind of what it feels like for this final series. Because a lot of people, I don't ever put an asterisk. I mean, in the day, they got to go out there and play. But it's certainly not the kind of performance that we're used to seeing. You see so many, like, so many possessions where it's back and forth and, like, nobody makes a bucket. You're like, well, damn. But, you know, I think it's still fun. And I think they still deserve to get their credit. But it's going to be one of those where, like, yeah, we see the Suns right now, but it ain't going to be, like, a Suns dynasty brewing kind of energy, to me, in my opinion. Say, I mean, yeah, I don't see the same thing either. I think this is sort of the uh, – I because I do think the quick turnaround is probably a huge factor with that. A lot of people want to put the asterisk on the bubble year because it was kind of, you know, there's a long layoff, and then you just played straight through. Yeah. But I think this quick turnaround, you saw a people say that there wasn't a higher increase in injuries. I think that we had the same injuries, but I think the players that got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Where the, the star power was a lot higher with we never seen like LeBron, I think, is known to spend about like several millions of, millions of dollars in the offseason on his own body. Right. That's why he's been so good for so long. And he, even he gets hurt. AD gets hurt. Kawhi gets hurt. And those are three right there, like three star star players. Jimmy Butler was out for a, for a decent while. Victor Oladipo got hurt. So, like, to me, like, this is – this entire playoffs kind of lacked a surefire star power. And, like, the biggest star power I think right now we only have left literally was Chris Paul and Giannis. And even Giannis right now is limping to the finish line. So, <laughs> Very much limping. Well, if you guys want to bet on any of the action of the NBA Finals, we encourage you to get bet online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports teams – Baseball and basketball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs. Before the next pitch, for the next bucket, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines as this is your chance to get into the game. I'm pretty sure you want to bet on the Bucks or Suns tonight or tomorrow or ne- you got seven games to get it done. Okay, because I think it's going Bucks and seven. Whatever you need to do. Head to the website, betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code locked on. So it's Freestyle Friday talking with my man Jersey Drake here. We are trying to work through some good NBA finals action, switching gears, talking a little bit about football. I know that his Florida State Seminoles are trying to do the damn thing. I think that they're going to be probably have a leg up on recruiting. And you know why, Drizzy? Because I think the NIL deal is going to be a good recruiting tool for them. Because you talk about like legendary status and like what you could bring from coming to a place like FSU. I think that guys are going to really be like, okay, like I I remember the Dion's of the world. I remember like some really good legends and how they probably could have made money, but I'm going to come here and like actually do that thing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, the affectional thing that, you know, I say on the podcast all the time is the logo still holds weight. And yeah. I say that because also we are the most recent champions also of the state of Florida. We won mm-hmm. it back in 2013, 2014. Miami hasn't done anything since 01 at all. UF, I think one last one was 07 or 08 with Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. And we also, we have the Apex program, which actually gives tools and classes to, you know, to become financially understand what's going on, 
how to do social media, stuff like that, how to prepare them and also to protect them from, you know, these predatory agents that actually are out there trying to exploit some of these kids. So I think that's a big thing. And also since Florida was one of the first states with a comprehensive NIL legislation, it helps force it also in that regard. And I think we have a huge leg up on it because also uh, Mackenzie Milton, he did start the the first platform that came out for NIL athletes with De'Ara King called Dreamfield. And you already see a majority of FSU players actually already on that platform, like a Devontae Love Taylor, a Jordan Travis, and Andrew Parchment. And I think we're definitely leg up on that. I think the kids are nosing two recruits because if you look right now at 247 Sports, we have the number three recruiting class in the country. Do you think it's interesting that McKenzie and Derek working together? Does it kind of build that? Like, listen, on the field, we're obviously huge rivals. You know, it is what it is. Miami versus Florida State, two high-powered quarterbacks. But off the field, like, we're all just trying to get some bread together. Oh, yeah. No, I love it, actually. Like, I, like mm. on the field, I can't stand Miami whatsoever at all. I will hope they lose by 100 points every single damn time and get embarrassed. But off the field, like... Derek King seems like a really good dude. I love his story. I love, you know, where he's come back from, you know, from Houston coming across the way to Miami. I hopefully, as much as, you know, it pains me to say it, well, it doesn't pain me to say it. I hope he has a full recovery and like plays against us as well. Cause I do, I never want to see a kid get hurt. And but I do love how at the end of the day, it's a business. And right now the players are starting to understand that, especially now that they're stronger together in numbers, like divided, we fall united, we stand sort of that sort of thing. And I think it's really cool. And it's really good that, they're setting a precedent and also like an example for other athletes to just because we know we wear different colors, that's because we're rivals for our other schools. We can get together and, you know, maximize our output and get them secure the bag. No doubt. Now, speaking of someone who could speaking of two people, actually, who could certainly have secured their bag while they were, well, at least one was a student. Well, I'm trying to stop saying student athlete. Well, one was an athlete at Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, the Heisman Trophy finalist. He was named the ACC Athlete of the Year for the men, while Charlotte North was named the ACC woman, female athlete. I'd rather just say women. Woman of the Year, okay, from Boston College, the lacrosse player who certainly dominated that bad boy. And I'm just saying, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence here. Do you think he was the greatest, is the greatest ACC quarterback in the history of the conference? Hmm. <laughs> no, he never won a Heisman. Mm, and okay. I, think that's, I think that's one benchmark you can hold against him. You can, you can point to like a Jameis Winston or even a Charlie Ward with the greatest quarterback in the conference. I also, honestly, I can also say that Matt, Matt Ryan might've been a better quarterback than him in college. Okay. Okay. I think that's another one too. And also like, to me, I also like to say like what they've done off the field a little bit more, like, and if we put the NIL stuff into it as well, I think probably he wouldn't have been as marketable as a lot of people think he is. He's kind of cool. Cause I always, I say that mainly because we don't actually don't know much about Trevor other than, you know, he was with his high school sweetheart and he did, he did the less, you know, less play movement. Outside of a uh, head and shoulders commercial, do you, you would, would you grab anything else, you know, with him, honestly? Because I didn't think he was that charismatic, you know, to begin with. Well, if you think about it, okay, let's talk about break down what America is right now, right? And I think he gives that very much Tim Tebow action. So, like, all speaking engagements, his faith, a lot of money is, like, you know, when they give, they bless the basket, what I like to call it my church, where they just give donations to speakers. He could have made a lot of tax-free money with that bad boy if he was, like, into ministry and that kind of stuff of sharing his testimony, what have you. I also think he would easily been a head and shoulders or pantine guy. Easily. Oh, so yeah, he's got. I mean, he's got phenomenal hair. I'm extremely jealous. I'm, don't get me wrong about that. I, I mean, that dude's flow is better. But the the thing is, though, like, I mean, you watch the press conferences. Like, 
Tebow's when he did his press conferences, even like I thought some of his speeches were kind of dumb. Like, no, we got 30 minutes for the rest of our lives. Dude, you say that like 15 and 20 times like in a row. It's not really that captivating. But mm-hmm. in his press conference, like after the old Miss games, like you promise you that like the way he was able to sell the entire, you know, national media, like I promise you, we will never lose another game as long as I'm quarterback here for another entire season. Like I to me, he was much more charismatic with his faith with that. And to me, I, I he's like, even though he was a gator. I bought into more what he was saying when he actually did speak on that uh, on that level than I ever got anything out of Trevor Lawrence. And there's nothing against Trevor Lawrence, but that's just my yeah. personal opinion. Well, do you think that Trevor Lawrence was even the most captivating Clemson quarterback of all time? I might give that to Deshaun Watson. I, I think that's Deshaun Watson too, because uh, I like I actually like Deshaun Watson a lot. Like, well, yeah. Everything else that's going on right right now aside, uh, right now aside, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just realized what I said. But back no. in college, like I think he was probably. He was the cool quarterback, if we're being like mm-hmm. keeping a buckling. He he had the gun, he had the arm, and he actually he was the first person actually to beat Alabama on the big stage, too. And yeah. that to me is like one of the big things that no one really ever does outside of like Gus Malzahn whenever his contract needed needed to get extended to Auburn. So yeah, and I think that he just had a different swagger. Him and his matchups against Lamar Jackson were certainly ones to remember. And there's not to me because I mean it's almost like a curse to Trevor because of how dominant he was. There was no matchup where you're like, okay, Trevor versus who in this really exciting talent. It wasn't like, okay, Trevor versus my guy that's from Notre true. Dame quarterback. Cause he even eventually Trevor couldn't even play because of COVID. So I just, I think that there was never this, like we got to see Trevor play against to see if he truly is the best of the best. However, in Deshaun's case, again, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. winning a college football national championship against an Alabama is just one that you just always, check off your list and it, well i guess you could argue maybe trevor lawrence and playing john uh joe burrow and lsu but to me but he lost yeah well nobody beating joe burrow and the boys <laughs> joe <laughs> but, cool i mean joe cool like he was cool yeah man. That, that was yeah cool that was just a really sweet year oh that was Sorry. dope that was probably yeah. the most fun i think that was the first time i actually watched a bunch of sc football that was just not involving my team like a while like mm-hmm. joe burrow to me was like he's the guy that you know like oh we're down by 10 points let me go throw two like Hail Mary passes to be cut down real quick. He was just that automatic and that cool. Yeah. And then with Deshaun Watson, like yeah, you're right about the he had to go up against a Jameis Winston who he finally I don't think he never beat him, but they were mm-hmm. always super close, especially Jameis' last year. He mm-hmm. had to beat Lamar Jackson, who probably was the most electrifying quarterback too in that conference at, at the time. So Trevor really never had that rival within his own conference, which kind of goes I get like kind of in a con con for me. Yeah, for sure. Now I want to ask about the up and coming. It's been a lot of talk about DJ and I'm not going to pronounce his last name. I've been messing it up this entire time and I'm not going to start now. Like I just, I've, I've learned my truth. I've earned it. I've, I've done YouTube trying to figure out his last name. It's fine. I'll say it three times fast, maybe tomorrow. But first I want to remind you guys that with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person Person behind you counter orders the parts on their computer. Listen, you got to save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend more money for your cars than you actually need? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. Its prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution for your auto 
part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And once you get done with that, we got to get you guys popping with this new limited time flavor, Built Grasshopper Cookie. That's right. Available this week only. Get the new Built Bar flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? Let me tell you, it tastes like a thin mint cookie. So shout out to all my Girl Scouts out there trying to get that good, delicious flavor. All the flavor without, without all that sugar. Did you know that Bill Bar has so many delicious flavors up to nine? You can even get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And I'm telling you, mint brownie, strawberry, double chocolate, and of course, cookies and cream happen to be my personal fave. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. show talking about some good basketball and football takes with my guy Jersey Drake and I would love to know all the pressure that could be on some of these quarterbacks from our respective teams in the ACC here DJ would be the first one Sam Howell would easily be the second I might go on to say Mr. Phil Jerkovich Jerkovich see I'm trying Jerkovich I got you you. would be the third that would be my top three but De'Eric King is also in there as well. I think he has the most pressure in terms of someone who we know is not physically healthy, having to come back and be great. I think Sam Howell has the pressure of everyone feeling like he's the man, everyone telling UNC that they're going to be this great thing. And we all know UNC drops these ridiculous games when they don't need to. So who is going to really kind of take center stage? Mackenzie Milton, we all know has some great times at UCF and now he is in charge of Florida state. It, is making for a very awesome, in my opinion, season. But I would love to hear your thoughts, Jersey Drake. I think this is probably the most dynamic quarterbacks I think the AC has had in a very long time. Mm. Um, De'Ara King, if he comes back healthy, I am in the opinion that he's not going to come back probably until maybe middle, end of September, maybe early October, because the, the knee injury he had was very, very severe. But he does have it that he... He's torn the other knee, apparently, so this is kind of the rehab is not new to him, so he might be a little faster. Mm-hmm. There's that. Sam Howell, to me, probably has the most pressure on him, mainly because I think he has the potential, actually, to go from like a middle of the middle of the first-round pick to potentially to top five, because I think the only two other quarterbacks he's competing with that spot for right now mm-hmm. is Spencer Rattler over in Oklahoma. So, yeah. to me, Sam Howell definitely needs to shine through with that. DJ... I like DJ a lot. Big Cinco. <laughs> the thing is, I don't, I'm not necessarily a big fan of the weapons he has on the outside. When it comes to you don't think receivers. Justin Ross is going to be a great this season? Uh, who else gonna, I mean, you're just going to key on him every single game. Who else is going to throw it to? Ooh. Yeah. Well, you ain't lying. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I mean. That's what I mean. I would just put two, <laughs> I'd put two to three dudes on there. Cause the other guys we saw it against Ohio state, mm-hmm. they got cooked. They mm-hmm. got cooked. <laughs> and I mean, to me, he'll it'll be good, but I think this is definitely going to be one of those years where it's going to be Clemson going to be on a downslope a little bit. Like I've already said before on this podcast, I don't think they win the ACC. I don't. Mm. I think they, they might win the division, but I don't think they're going to win the ACC. Wow. And with Mackenzie Milton, 
people are going to be looking out to see if he's the same guy he was at UCF, especially because FSU has not had the best track record when it comes to media at all whatsoever for the past 15 to 10 years. And it was exacerbated with the whole entire James situation. And Mm -hmm. now you kind of have that, this guy, Mackenzie Milton, who everyone was in love with at UCF. And then he got hurt. And then now we all want him. And not only FSU fans, but everyone that are college football fans want him to come back and succeed exactly the same way. We were all waiting for Alex Smith to come back with the Redskins. So mm-hmm. to me, I think that's going to be him and De'Ara King. I think they're going to be intertwined a little bit when it comes to the sort of like, you know, what are they going to be when they come back? But those are, to me, I think we have the, probably the most dynamic quarterbacks in the country right now in the ACC. No doubt. But to me, I think it's most exciting for the fact that we're not talking about the same teams as we do every year. I think Boston Amen. College is certainly up in there. And of course, Clemson is going to be Clemson. We uh, we had Tyler Aki on on Wednesday and he was saying, I mean, essentially, they're kind of like the Patriots. Like they say, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a down year. Like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. But DJ might be that Cam Newton for this year where he's trying to get his bearings together and he just might stink it up a little bit. He's not going to be as bad as Cam Newton, obviously, but he still might have, you know, some hiccups where, and then like the pressure, the mental pressure of trying to be better than, if not similar to a Trevor Lawrence is going to be tough, but it seems very top heavy. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of people who are going to ride the tide middle and kind of push their way through. There's definitely, it's definitely a lot of bottom tier. We got the Dukes, the Georgia Techs, the Syracuses of the world, the Wake Forests of the world who are just like, Hey, if we get five good wins and we get four solid wins, great season. I mean, I, I do think though the floor has risen though. Like you, you said mm. four, maybe five now. Mm-hmm. We are used to these, seeing these teams maybe get two, maybe three wins. Yeah. And now you have a Georgia Tech with a Jeff Sims and a Jameer Gibbs, who I've been saying is like Dalvin Cook Light, who probably can push <laughs> for the five to six. I mean, watch the kids tape, and he has the same vision, same speed, same build as Dalvin Cook. It's mm-hmm. absurd. And like, I was so salty when we and Taggart didn't offer him. I was like, I'm like, what the hell is the matter with you? <laughs> you got Jeff Sims there. You got Boston College, who I still like. I always said, like Jeff Halfley yeah. to me is the is probably the second best coach right now behind Dabo. I don't even know if Dabo's that great of a coach because his corners are so much better than everybody else's. So it might be Jeff Halfley at the end of the day. But to me, the floor yeah. is so much higher now. The ceiling is a lot higher, and the ACC I think is in a lot better spot. And I heard Tyler say that you know we're on par with you know it's like oh we might be on par with the Big. I'm not trying to make funny Tyler with your boys. I'm just trying like <laughs> try, I'm trying to just you know and mimic you real quick. It's like oh we might be better than the Big Twelve and the Big Ten. I think we're already better than the Big Twelve. I mm, think we're already better okay. than the Big Ten. We are ditch damn sure better than the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is not even a real Power Five conference. Um, just, <laughs> just just to say it. But yeah. I'm actually very excited to see how AC football um, as a whole uh, plays this year. If you could argue how many teams, and this is just, I'm sorry, spitballing here and giving you on the spot question, are going to make a run for the college football playoffs or like a solid bowl, New Year's Six type bowl, how many in the ACC would you say? All right. So for college football playoff, I would probably go with Clemson, mm-hmm. UNC. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but if De'Ara King does come back, I continue on that. There's Miami. And then for New Year's Six Bowls, I can see Florida State. Okay. I can see Boston College. All right. And I'm not going to say Louisville because I don't think Scott Saffield is that great of a coach. I'm honestly, for New Year's Six Bowls, what, nine wins right there? I feel like I'm forgetting like a really good team. And it might be NC State. I really don't want to say that because I hate <laughs> NC State. I think Devin Leary is not that good, but for, 
he's not that good. I, I, okay. Kansas, you, can, you can come talk to me about it real quick. But yeah. Good, but you know what? I'll give and state that because I think Dave Doran's a solid coach. So I'll give you that. So there's okay. six, I think, total. Three Coastal playoff contenders with another three going to New Year's Six Bowls. And hey, maybe we might see Georgia Tech, you know, sneak in there to a decent bowl game. So yeah, I mean, listen, you might have Kenny Pritchard with Pitt. Go ahead and try and make something happen. No? Okay. I just that was a joke. Everyone thought that's a huge, that's a huge joke. Come on now. <laughs> Virginia Tech, you know, Burmite said he might get his stuff together finally. I, I don't know. Just do, do you trust Justin Fuente to get this stuff together though? Uh, honestly, I stopped trusting him after you let him and hooker go because that was just a head scratcher to me like him and hooker clearly mm-hmm. outperformed burmeister every single time and that just i i can't make sense of it can't respect can't and i get you being a stubborn quarter coach who's like i pick my guy that's my guy but tape don't lie so like let's tape let's, do not lie, <laughs> let's no lie. Going. and i i try to help tyler out with syracuse but uh yeah yeah tommy devito Dan DeVito's little brother, he's he's uh, <laughs> he's not having it. And dude, this is this is this is uh Cutcliffe's last year, so you know. Oh, yeah. most definitely agree there. I think it, it, it's just time, and that's okay. You know, like it's time, and that's okay. I did. I well, they did have Chase Bryce, who certainly was not helping matters. And like, you can only do so much with a man who can't secure the ball. So like, we talk so much about quarterbacks, and there's definitely the good ones, and there's definitely the rough ones, and he certainly was a rough one. Oh, well, rough is an understatement. <laughs> For sure. Well, you know, it's Freestyle Friday. I appreciate Juicy Jake for stopping by the show yet again. We'll see us back here next Friday for more good content. We'll see talk more about the NBA finals. We'll have a better, you know, landscape of how it all is going to go down. If you missed any other show, we encourage you to download, subscribe so you get that notification. Know when we drop an episode. You can listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can also listen to the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski gives you the latest news and all the major sporting news with the help of all local experts available everywhere. Jersey Drake, can you remind the folks of where they can find you and follow your work? Of course, of course. I'd love to tell them. All right, guys, just follow me on Twitter at Tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow the podcast at Locked On Knowles. We also have a secondary Twitter account. It's at Knowles Anonymous. That's our collective. Our entire premise is that we're we're fans first, we're people second, or podcasters third, or content creators. Like, you know, I love making videos, like making funny memes. Come over there, shoot us a follow, shoot us a subscribe, a like, and ask us a question, and we'll read it on air. So, uh, no yeah, join doubt. us. Awesome. Well, hope you guys have a great and safe weekend. Stay smart and safe out there, especially people who might be near that Elsa girl. She is not letting it go. So we want you guys to stay smart, stay safe, stay inside, do what you got to do. And until next time. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank <laughs> you.